Hey everybody, uh, please excuse my coldy kind of a, a I don't know, a radio voice, Res- but this is English <laughs> all over the place and I am your host as always from Tokyo, Sean Duhaven, with my fantastic co-host coming to you live from Narita, Japan. You guys can just go ahead and call me Barney. Ah, you don't have any secret identity that we should know about or anything, you know? <laughs> Barney by night, it, it, and uh, I know, yeah. Trusty reporter, secret, secret identity by day. Trusty reporter for the Daily Bugle by day. Um, <laughs> put some glasses on. Maybe that'll be it here. I know. Um, if you guys can't tell by now, um, and I don't blame you, we're kind of weird. Um, today's show <laughs> is uh, we're going to go into comic books today. Last show we uh went into um mm-hmm. barney's demented world of dungeons and dragons <laughs> and that was a really fun and show dimension yeah. yes um it was really good it was an advanced dungeons and dragons but it was at least remedial dungeons and dragons yeah so right. yeah, yeah, because yeah. i had never done it before so that was a lot of fun but yeah today we're going to talk about something that's a bit closer to my heart uh comic books especially when i was younger um, I was a huge comic book fan, and, and I drew comic books and created my own characters, everything. So, that's, that's so um, cool. sold them to my friends, etc. You know, on the black market. You know, <laughs> okay. on the down low. <laughs> um, fifteen cents instead of a quarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not approved by the comic book authority. You know that little you know thing that they had. You know, not oh, approved. Yeah. Rebel. Diamond. Diamond is going to get you. Rebel. 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 And uh, if you're if you're watching us online. Um, First of all, who are you? Uh, and second, uh, thank you. <laughs> but thank you. But and third, um, we do have a guest today. It's our semi-regular guest, Jacob, coming mm-hmm. to us live from show. Ohio. Hey, Jacob. Hey, it's good to be here with you today. All right, mm-hmm. good. We can hear you. We were having some audio troubles earlier. Right now, we can't uh, hear you. So and and Jacob <laughs> has to. Um, be out of here within 40 minutes so we're not going to do our blah 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 chit chat getting into the, we're going to great get into the nitty gritty already here comic right books comic yeah. books um if you can see online you can see actually that, that jacob has a whole bunch of comic books plastered on the wall behind him i was sh- i was shocked he was really getting to it you can see i have my captain america t-shirt on and barney has his i don't know work shirt okay now <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I I'm dressing up instead of just pajamas today. Okay, yes. Well, you know, you're dressing up as some alter ego or something, you know. Um so uh, Sal- I'm salary man. Salary man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've probably seen that comic before. Um so uh, I was super into comic books. I started getting into comic books when I was in elementary school, I guess, in junior high, especially mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jacob, when did you start getting into comic books? Um, same as you, Sean. Yes, um, late elementary school and then into junior high, for sure. Right. And so for me, probably that was within the range of like 89 to 92 or 93, somewhere in that range. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So that would make you... No, I'm not going to do the math. Um, I don't really care. Uh, okay. um, so, and and so I'm, I'm curious, in 
in my yeah in my case you know i i lived i lived way outside of town mm-hmm. and being able to go to the comic book store we had one but being able to go there was just something that wasn't even on my radar mm-hmm. cuz um, the, ra- so the radar I, doesn't I reach it. that far actually <laughs> yes <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um how, how did you guys get into comics? Was it just like you're walking by the comic book store? This looks kind of cool. I'll walk in there and see well, what it's about. Or friends of friends. Or uh, for me, um, I lived in a city with people, and uh, um, no, um, <laughs> not less animals than not, people. Not cows or um, sheep. Yeah, I know. yeah. Yes, and uh, um, you know, you can find comic books at the local drugstore or supermarket. Ah, uh, that, that's, um, that's true. You know, that's true. I that's where I got a lot of them. At the local Vons or or the Clark's Drug Store or something like that, and then eventually a comic book store did open up um, in the town next door, and I was on near the border of the town, so I could I could walk. It takes about fifteen minutes to go there, fifteen twenty minute walk. A little hot, but uh, I would sneak out of my bedroom, you know, <laughs> yeah. and uh, go over to the comic book store. Uh, it was a lot of fun here. What about you, Jacob? Yeah, there were some kids at school that had comic books, and I asked my mom if we could just go to a comic store and see what the excitement was about. And I remember we went to a mm-hmm. local comic book store in a city over from us about 15 minutes away, and I saw an Avengers comic, and for the, that was the first superhero team that caught my attention, mm-hmm. and I saw a Captain America comic, and they, uh. it captured my imagination, and so I got two issues. Uh, one of the those issues is on the back wall behind mm-hmm. me. Um, and um, it's interesting. Um, yeah, I, it might be hard to see from here. It's, uh, let me see if I can point. Nope, yeah. you can't see it. <laughs> no, it's too far away. But anyway. Um, don't, yeah, bother, don't bother, don't bother. Um, but, but Way too far then, away. It was, it, was, um, it was kind of an affordable <laughs> hobby. It was like a dollar or a dollar 25 cover price for new issues. And then they had a back yes. issue box. Yes. And yes. so, um, yeah, quickly it grabbed my imagination. Mm. And it actually... Mm-hmm. Um, cheaper stuff. Cheaper That's stuff. Cool. And also at that time, you know, that way of delivering stories and the excitement and adventure that they could bring before like live streaming and all of the other (laughs) um, entertainment forms we have today was wonderful. It was another vehicle in addition Mm -hmm. to TV and video games that um, I could Mm -hmm. enjoy Mm -hmm. that had stories. So, And books and stuff like that. And pretty quickly, right, and books. um, But pretty quickly, the the Mm -hmm. excitement was shared in my friend group too. So a couple of my friends started collecting and we would trade issues. We would get together and go to conventions. And mm-hmm. anytime you can share a hobby with other people, I think it's like tenfold the enjoyment. Uh, at least that's how it is for me. So having that friend group who was into it, talk to them about it. Oh, yeah. totally. Yeah, go over yeah. to each other's house. So Barney, you weren't in. You weren't into comics so much because yeah. Oh yes. Uh, no. 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 Just too far away. But Sean. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, boy. And and none of my friends were into comics either. But you bring up. One thing I wanted to ask. Yes. Um, so you said you kind of hinted that I don't know if, if you were just making a joke or not, but you said you had to sneak out of your house. Um, sometimes comics get the the image of you know parents don't think they're good for kids. You know they think that um, they're a waste of time or a waste of money or why are you filling your brain with that kind of thing? Did your parents feel that way or, or not, were you not just so kind of much? I probably it? wasn't allowed. Mm-hmm. Just I wasn't supposed to go out at the time, and I. Like I'm, I'm gonna, <laughs> to I'm gonna go. <laughs> you know, it wasn't that far away. It's a 15 minute walk. Mm-hmm. Although, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, it's pretty hot where I'm from. So, oh, yeah. uh, 15 minutes, 20 minute walk in uh, 
90 to 100 degree temperature, you know. <sighs> So, you know, like 42 degrees Celsius, mm-hmm. 40, 42 degrees Celsius. Mm. It's, it's, you know, I, I remember going to the comic store and like, can I have like a paper towel or something? Because I'm really hot, <laughs> you know, like, you know. <laughs> so oh, I'm just wiping the sweat off so I don't get the comic the, book sweat. Like, yes, please do. Yeah, right. Before you touch anything, mm-hmm. take this roll of paper towels. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so the, the ones that I, the comic books that I was first into, um, were let's see x-men was one i got into a lot oh, um yeah. i did get into avengers i was actually more of a west coast avengers person myself is that a real edition no this is a reprint or is it like a reprint a reprint of x-men number one yeah okay um, okay because mm, you'd be a rich man <laughs> um, yeah i have yeah. a west coast avengers but um yeah i i kind of liked west coast of oh 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 yeah 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 and, and so this, oh, and that, and actually, this is interesting. That West Coast Avengers cover is a remake of an older cover. I was hoping we could book. talk about the idea of yes, the Fantastic Four one. It's a remake yes. of this. You one. are a serious collector. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. Homage, homage covers today, um, as as a something as a convention in comics, mm-hmm. uh, a, a <laughs> kind of a an appreciation of a previous artist and and a newer artist imitating them as, as a way to as an homage to them. Um, and it's all throughout comics, uh, in the panels, sure, and, and sure. but especially in covers. Mm-hmm. Even crossing comic publishing companies, they'll they'll um, you'll see that homage, a certain position, the way somebody's standing, the background, the lighting. It, it is often a callback to an earlier yes. yeah example. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, speaking of homage, and it's not really an homage, but like um, Jack Kirby was, of course, a huge artist in the. Uh, uh, you know, 60s, 70s, and yes, 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 uh, and many comics first editions and stuff like that. Um, and he had a very distinct style. And um, I remember, and actually, I wasn't a huge Jack Kirby fan myself, actually, because he was, you know, he was pretty old by the time I got into comics. Um, but I was more of a John Byrne uh, fan myself. Uh, but um, the uh, Thor movie Ragnarok. Uh, directed by Taika Waititi, uh, he really recreated the look of Jack Kirby's kind of cosmic weirdness in an exceptional way. The colors and the shapes and the, the weirdly shaped um, spaceships and decorations. It was really the best, I don't know, renderation of his style that I'd ever seen in media. And uh, we live in an amazing age where I could have never dreamed of seeing all of these comic books brought to life in movies and really good movies with good special effects, you know? Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. the biggest thing I got when I was, uh, I mean, when Batman, the Michael Keaton Batman came out, that was a big thing, you know? And now it looks goofy mm-hmm. by today's standards, you know? But mm-hmm. uh, I still like Michael Keaton, but uh, special effects-wise, it's just a different world. But it is and now because of Disney Plus and other things like that, you can see. Mm-hmm. Oh no! I was just going to uh, agree with what you're saying that it is interesting now that we have the technology that's capable of rendering the visual. Um, mm-hmm. I guess the vision of these artists um, that if they had tried yes. to do it in the '90s, or it just would have been so cheesy. But now that we have this great capacity, no. these mm-hmm. these stories are so enhanced by yeah. these visuals. You know, yeah. Um, I mean, 
and and as as these comic books uh, grow more diverse, so do the series like Miss Marvel. This series premiered this week on Disney Plus. It's the first Muslim American uh, superhero. Um, of course, Black Panther was brought to the theaters, um, and some of these movies um, really brought me into comic book characters I didn't care about before. Like I wasn't really a big Black yeah. Panther fan or Thor. I couldn't really get into that weird like uh, Norse god thing. Like what? What? I don't understand. What <laughs> gods? But the mutants, you know, X Men mutants, and I was a big Captain mm-hmm. America fan. Um, occasionally, I would, I if I, DC too, you know, uh, especially if a certain artist was drawing something. I mean, I could get into Wonder Woman too if a certain artist was drawing. Her. And it was like, oh, this is how oh, I like this artist, you know. Uh, if the story was good and the art was good, I was into it, you know. With um, talking about like adapt, adapting them to screen and whatnot, mm-hmm. um, you know, sometimes we we read books and we think, oh, you know, the movie wasn't the book wasn't as good, the movie wasn't as good as the book, or something like that. Um, do you often feel like these adaptations are kind of um, getting at what you? felt or what you how you um were seeing things when you were reading them or um like i remember sean you showed me um a picture of um ego yes after we watched um maybe the the second um guardians of the galaxy uh, guardians of the Mm -hmm. galaxy one and i was like oh wow that's really it's really really neat to see how he was drawn Mm -hmm. in the comic book and um and and it's it's hard to do as a movie maybe or Mm -hmm. it's just a different um how do you guys feel now? I mean, aside from it being so cool to see them mm-hmm. brought to life, do you ever kind of feel like, oh, well, this one wasn't so true? Or, oh, yeah, they really did a great job with that one? Or Go ahead, Jacob. What do you think? I think um, a lot of the adaptations by Marvel Studios with Kevin Feige at the helm have really honored the spirit of the original characters. And with the casting decisions that they've made, um, they've really masterfully paired very capable actors with um, some of these iconic characters. And I think that uh, the actors have actually added layers that have made it richer. And they've updated characters in a way, too, that sometimes makes them more interesting. Um, and so I'm, I, I, I would say, by and large, they've succeeded masterfully at taking these older stories and characters and, and modernizing them and translating them into film. And the casting has just been yeah, fantastic. And they've changed things. They've changed things about backstories and other things like that, um, powers mm-hmm. and stuff. And and usually people are like, oh, don't change it. But most of the changes that they've made have worked, you know. And uh, and sometimes these changes have to be made because certain studios have rights to certain characters and other characters, you know, don't have rights, you know. Uh-huh. But but for the most part, I think they've done a great job. Um, I do worry a little, little bit about oversaturization. You know, maybe too many superhero movies and TV shows coming out, but uh, it's still a fantastic age to be a comic book fan. Although recently I went back to a comic book store for the first time in a long time in the United States to buy some comic books for my kids, and they're a lot more expensive than they used to be. You know, I, I can't buy a handful like I used to, you know, and I don't think I, I, don't think I was a rich kid. Um, I would, you know, get my nickels together and stuff like that. But now it's easy to spend like $10 on three comic books, you know, 
in, oh, in a wow. comic book store. Are they? They're still about. They still. They're still about the same, same length. Yes. Huh. So, so what I prefer to do now is I'll spend a little extra on like an omnibus like graphic novel mm-hmm. or like all 10 issues in one book, you know, so I can have it yeah. all. And and so I don't know about you, Jacob, but there was there was a blank because I stopped collecting comic books maybe at the beginning of high school and I discovered girls. No, I'm just kidding. No, I always knew they were there. Um, no. And uh, they were in my comic. They don't look exactly like Spider Woman. I don't get this. Um, they're not quite as curvaceous. But um, I drifted away, and then she's a New Yorker. I still like the media, you know, the TV shows and stuff like that, the movies. But recently, I came back to graphic novels, uh, not Marvel stuff, because I get enough Marvel stuff for the most part in movies and stuff like that, but graphic novels of stuff that has not been uh, brought into the media yet. And and with graphic novels, too, you can get uh, stories that are not just superhero-based. You know, like like I think I showed you guys before, one of, one of the entertaining ones I saw was um, one about Andre the Giant, <laughs> a biography yeah. about him, or, mm-hmm. or the story, the backstory of Tetris, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. which was really mm-hmm. good. So, and and when I was, I don't know about you, Jacob, but when I was collecting comics, I went through a Marvel phase and a DC phase at around the same time, mm-hmm. and I got kind of tired of that after a while, and then came things like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh-huh. and The Tick, and other things, Concrete, <sighs> some more D- Dark Horse comics, some other comic book companies, I started noticing them, and more unusual stories. I started getting into them toward the end when I was collecting comics. What about you, Jacob? Yes. Were you always a Marvel and DC guy? Um, no, I, my story is very similar to you. Um, I started with Marvel and DC to some extent, and then later I got into Image and Valiant. Um, and I was going to say, if we can make a connection here uh-huh. with um, some of the, you had mentioned artists earlier, like um, Jack Kirby. Um, there was an artist who was really popular in Marvel mm-hmm. named Jim Lee. He was very good. He actually relaunched the X-Men comic book series. And then Mm -hmm. um, some of these artists felt um, Mm -hmm. underappreciated at Marvel, and they felt limited in what they could do with their artistic scope. So Jim Lee and a number of other artists launched out, and they formed their own company called Image. And this is one of Jim Lee's Uh um, comics for Image called Wildcats. Um, And then um, mm -hmm. you can see in his art style um, just a very um, well-proportioned, representation of of the characters and good shading and mm-hmm. attention to detail there was another famous mm-hmm. artist named rob leefield who also was part of image when it launched and it was this yes, experiment yes, yes. these famous artists can they tell stories we knew they could draw mm-hmm. but um but could they tell stories and they did um, yes. and so um the rob leefield is real famous for for drawing characters that are real thick well. and muscular <laughs> um but anyway it, it was interesting to see that experiment and then um lots of pockets yeah lots of <laughs> but um i i think yeah you you do progress and you do want different types of stories and i'm like you after that gap i yes. didn't really come back to reading um comics as i had before although sometimes for nostalgic purposes it's mm-hmm, interesting mm-hmm. to go back and um and look at some of the original series um sure. and there were 
some intervening interesting stories that they did for Marvel went in the gap. Uh, they had this whole series called Ultimate, mm-hmm. where they were relaunching the characters in kind of a grittier uh, way in an alternative timeline and universe. And mm-hmm. some of the movies have drawn from the Ultimate art style. Like they had um, Nick Fury as a Samuel Jackson representation mm-hmm. in the Ultimate comics. So some of them were mm-hmm. interesting. But by and large, I yeah, I follow your trajectory too. Um, yeah. And one other thing and, I'll add to the... Go ahead. Oh, just mm-hmm. what you were saying earlier about the omnibus. So go ahead. Go ahead. Collection. Um, you can also read comics now digitally. Yes. And maybe we're going there next. Um, but anyway, um, yes. some libraries have, um, you know, through your subscription mm-hmm. access to digital comics. Like Hoopla is a fantastic one we have here in the U.S. But then you can also mm-hmm. buy subscription mm-hmm. memberships to to Marvel or DC and have access to thousands of comics. Yes. It's very convenient. So. I, I I like that, but I I like holding comics. If I really mm-hmm. want to look through it again, I'll hold the comic. But I do I have read, like I've gone to some websites that are slightly illegal, probably that have comic books up there because I just can't afford to buy all the comic books. Especially living in Japan, mm-hmm. I can't afford to buy imported mm-hmm. comic books. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I've been able to read some comic books through there. And they even have like really old issues from when I used to collect comic books in junior high. I'm like, oh yeah, remember this? I remember this comic from West Coast Avengers. Ooh, Wonder Man, boy, he was boring, <laughs> and you know stuff like that. <laughs> and it's fun to look back in those because, um, unfortunately, I don't have any of my old comic books because um, when I had to clear out my house uh, before, they were a little bit too damaged, or the area where they were was damaged. Um, and uh, um, uh, clean your cap box, people. Um, and uh, um, I, it wasn't my fault, but I won't go into the details. And I had about a thousand comic books that I had to throw out. And uh, but I didn't. Most of my comic books I didn't put in plastic bags. I did this really weird thing called reading them. And uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> you know. So and very few of my comic books had like monetary value it was more for memories mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and so you know, i had a few number one issues like wolverine or something else and i put them in a bag but other than that you know and but i do i do love recently i've been getting into the uh, star wars comic books um mm-hmm. they have some excellent star wars ones darth vader some other ones like that um but I've avoided the superhero ones because they've changed so much. I can't keep track of like the X-Men universe is so complex. I don't have the time to uh, sort out what the hell's going on. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know? Uh, I'll leave it for the occasional Some, movie. Something I noticed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something I noticed listening to you guys just now. Um, do you think, is it, is it intentional? Is it um, kind of speaking to the imagination no differences um that maybe younger kids are drawn toward these more really like stark superhero people from marvel um like adventures and whatnot and then just as you get older you kind of you're just naturally more inclined to the the um the different um publishers that like from image and whatnot that jacob that could be or or is it just a a time thing it might have been my generation because at the Mm -hmm. time the major people were DC and uh, uh, Marvel. And then as I collected them for a few years, I started to notice these other less uh, famous companies, Dark Horse, other places, mm-hmm. like with Jacob too. Mm-hmm. Then there was the break-off people for Image and I believe uh, Todd McFarlane with his yes. Spawn comic books yes. too. 
you know, mm-hmm. another breakaway artist. So they were kind of, you know, fighting the power. And mm-hmm. and uh, um, the independent comics books I read weren't your traditional superhero comic books. So so right. Jim Lee and the other people, they were doing similar to what Marvel and DC were doing. So that was a big experience. Is there enough marketplace for another superhero-based company? You know, will people follow us? Since, and when we're drawing superheroes that aren't well-known yet. Um, since you're talking about market-based there, maybe we could talk just briefly about the bubble bursting in the 90s, um, mid-90s. A lot of excitement went around the comic book industry, just briefly, because um, there was a lot of Jim Lee and Tom McFarlane and um, Rob Liefeld and Mark Silvestri launched Image, and their, the, the comics were selling for high prices. They were really hot in the market. You could go to a convention, and, and sometimes you could see one issue for $8, and then uh, 30 minutes later, it would be 10. And by the end of the convention, it could be 20. Just this sense of inflation and, and the value. And there were so many being produced that people weren't thinking through this is a bubble. And I remember getting sucked into that a little bit. And then, you know, inevitably, people had, had bought these comics thinking they were investments. And then it came crashing down. And the whole industry almost didn't make it. Marvel really struggled and limped mm-hmm. through. And then, you know, they've been revitalized by Disney. Mm-hmm. But um, it was a it was a huge struggle. And... Um, it's, it's just fascinating how that happens in different areas. You know, p- there's an excitement. People think these will be around forever, and mm-hmm. they'll just keep gaining in value. Sure. Um, so wh- one other thing, too, you mentioned. People are silly. <laughs> they don't see these patterns, you know. <laughs> I mean, people with Beanie Baby collections, you know? Oh, mm-hmm. boy. Uh, Come that's on. a good one. You know. Absolutely, yeah. What were we thinking? Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just also going to say, too, when you're talking about how expensive they are these days, um, I have taken my kids to some comic mm-hmm, book stores mm-hmm. locally. Fortunately, they still have some special events twice a year. This is a national thing, to my understanding. It's uh, Free Comic yes. Book Day, uh, both in um, in October, like around yes. Halloween, and then also in May, normally when there's a summer blockbuster mm-hmm. superhero movie. So um, twice a year, I take my kids mm-hmm. over, and they get free comics. And then some stores will even do a big sale that day. Yes, There's one of them that does all back issues a dollar. So it's been something mm-hmm. I've been able oh, to. Nice. Smart. It, it, yeah. um, I wish they had had that. Yeah. 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 I wish I timed that. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wish I could because I'm, my kids are in Japan and I can't bring them with me right down to the United States. And the comic books were too expensive for me to buy. It's too many. And their, their comprehension of English is not as great as I'd like them to be. But, um, you know, they do this to bring people back into the comic book store because it's kind of funny with, with the Marvel movies and DC movies, as popular as they are, um, I think readership in general is down uh, for comic mm. books. Maybe, ironically, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. Right. More popular mainstream, but... People going to the comic book store, mm, not so much. I hope yeah. they, they would rather, yeah, just the, watch the, it like on said, Netflix or something. Yeah. So so fulfilling, yeah, yeah, and so satisfying mm-hmm. that it doesn't make them think, or or they or they it doesn't register that hey, there's a lot else that they or get into. the casual fan that just watches the movie doesn't necessarily oh, yeah. That's think they would I'm going to go get. and go into a comic book store now. So maybe sometimes it doesn't <laughs> yeah. translate that way. Yeah. yeah. 
I feel like too, there's a little bit of a cultural barrier entering a comic store, mm-hmm. unless if the store has done a really good job at being kid friendly mm-hmm. and how they set out their displays. Mm-hmm. Sometimes as a parent having young children walking in, there are some issues that like there's a whole horror section of comics or there's things that mm-hmm. for little kids can be um, intimidating. And even the whole idea of how we we shop these days, mostly through e-commerce and we're, uh, many people are very comfortable quickly buying something online, but the, the comic book model of distribution through stores is it's it's a little countercultural right now. It takes a little bit of uh, initiative to walk into one you don't know and just to you know have enough I don't know uh, what you would call um, enough confidence that as a as a child like, it I'm is go clickish too um, because they don't really have the comics at stores anymore. Mm-hmm. It is Pardon? clickish too. It's it's a it's an exclusive uh-huh. world, you know, and you know. The image of the comic book store guy on The Simpsons didn't come from nowhere, you know the uh, right, right, worst right, right, right. comic book ever, you know, whatever, you know that guy, this snobby guy. So you know, there's that I image know, there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. But uh, and I feel ahead. like the the old old distribution of comics, like you said, at uh, convenience stores and grocery stores, it that distribution has really um, dried up. It's and dropped so off. if you want yeah. comics now. Yes. Um, if you want comics now, you can get them in comic stores or you can get them online, but it's hard to find many other places quickly and casually that they're accessible. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. But I do like but, nowadays but, that there is a section in major bookstores with graphic novels. Uh, yes. That's expanded. Yes, and that's a true. permanent section now, even with Japanese comics and English. So, mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. So I, it's, I remember mm-hmm. hearing too, um, sorry, I'm jumping around here, but that when you talk about success and numbers um, of comics that are sold now, that back in the 90s, a successful comic like X-Men number one, the Jim Lee one that was relaunched, sold over a million copies. Um, and then I think it might be the highest selling comic of all time. But anyway, a successful comic run today could be like 100,000. So it shows you like the different mm. um, um, level of production now and printing. Um, just yeah, it's, it's that less could prevalent. be similar to TV shows nowadays. You know, when there were less channels, mm-hmm. uh, TV shows would get higher ratings. Mm-hmm. But now there's so many channels, so many options with streaming that the, you know, like especially with network TV now, it's like, oh, we got like a, a three point share, which, yay, yeah, yeah, which, yeah. you know, years oh, ago would have been the yeah. death knell for a TV series. Mm-hmm. But now they're just happy that somebody's turned off Game of Thrones and watched a network TV show, <laughs> you know. <laughs> But uh, right. so it's, it's something similar. There's I, a lot more choices now. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great explanation for sure. Uh, one other topic too that might be relevant is um, pop culture moments in which comics really grab the collective consciousness and people got caught up in the mania. And I just have one example mm-hmm. that I want to share of that. And that was in the, in the 90s. Um, they came up with the death of Superman. Yes. And, um, I knew so many people there that um, at that time weren't comic book collectors, but went out and bought an issue because there was this mania, like someday the death of Superman is going to be real valuable. And it became like a pop cultural moment. I remember going to middle school and all these know, kids who didn't collect comics were we talking about, people oh, I better get always that. stay dead in comics. And about <laughs> yeah. 20 issues later. So, Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. We got a little bit of a delay here. So yeah, so true. We should have been able to see that yes. coming, right? That they were going to bring him back. I know. Well, comic true comic book fans know 
But like, um, <laughs> and also was like uh, when Peter Parker got married to Mary Jane, there was a big buzz and that, you know, and stuff like that. But uh, and they all they lived happily ever after, I believe. I I, I didn't follow up, but um, you know, <laughs> I assume they're yeah. They got well, kids and, and they, everything's great. And some of those stories did enter moody movie adaptations, like the. I know that it wasn't necessarily well-received critically, but they did try to do the Death of Superman storyline, and they have included the Mary Jane, Peter Parker romance in the movies, so. (laughs) Yeah, the DC universe has been very hit, mostly miss, in in the movies. Um, The most recent Suicide Squad movie was very good, but um, in general, uh, you know, uh, Marvel, they they were geniuses, looping all those movies together to eventually go to Endgame oh, yeah. is something I don't think we're ever going to see again in the scale of excitement and, and execution. You know, that climax, that scene, that movie in the theater mm-hmm. is just, mm-hmm. oh mm-hmm. my gosh, you know. And uh, I saw it with Barney, actually. I saw Barney, uh, sorry, yeah. with Endgame. And he hadn't seen some of the movies. I'm like, oh, if you had seen this oh, Captain America, so you would have gotten true. that reference, you know, the Hail Hydra in the, the, in the elevator. Ele- in the elevator, stuff. yeah, I know. But he still had a lot of fun. It still yes. was very, very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so Marvel's <laughs> done it right. I hope DC will turn it around. But if they don't, I don't care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, well, Let's see here. Jacob, do you have something else you want to share? Go ahead. It, oh, yeah. I was going to say it's interesting how there was such a buildup to that film, like you said. And, and it took all of that momentum for the film to even catch Avatar. Because for a, a brief while, it was ahead of Avatar mm-hmm. globally, right? Um, had you read yes. that? Um, I think Avatar might be yeah. taking back the the crown with a re-release. It came but, back, yeah. <laughs> But um, it's... Mm-hmm. It did. Okay. Yeah. But that's amazing that for a while it was the largest grossing blockbuster for a time because of all that. Excitement. I think it deserves it a lot for more sure. than Avatar does. I'm sorry. But when it comes to <laughs> cultural impact, I don't see kids playing with Avatar mm-hmm. action figures, even at the time of the movie. Um, <laughs> right. And I just saw recently I saw the trailer for the new Avatar sequel. I'm like, yeah, it looks pretty, but why? You know, I I don't see the point of these Avatar movies that are coming out. But, you know, um, they proved me wrong with Thor and Ant-Man. You know, I'm like, they're making Ant-Man movies? Is that a dare? And they're great. And Thor, a character I didn't care about, they got it right. You know, so if they get it right, maybe, you know, we'll see. Yeah, another nice thing that those Marvel movies sorry, did at the end was they always had that scene after the credits Mm -hmm. where they give a little tease as to what's Mm -hmm. coming up next. And yeah, and and for the people who really know um, the the whole story behind it, then they get really excited. And for people like me who are just kind of getting into it, we're like, oh, wow, what could this, what, if this one was so good, what that one is going to be Mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it's about, but what could it be? To be continued. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jacob, you wanted to say something? It's also interesting. Yes. Um, I was just going to mention how Marvel has 
not only made good casting decisions, but they empowered directors with unique creative visions to be mm-hmm, to, to do mm-hmm. quirky things. Some of their choices for directors have been out of the box, like the um, Russo brothers. Uh, I don't think anybody thought that they mm-hmm. could do a, a huge um, multi-part blockbuster series, but they were fantastic. And uh, a number of other directorial decisions were really mm-hmm. um, visionary on Marvel's part to, to let people do quirky things with the stories. People enjoy fresh takes and, and what they brought was mm-hmm. really needed um, and helpful. Mm-hmm. Although they have been kind of formulaic in, to a certain point. You can see patterns. But recently, uh, I think with Miss Marvel and uh, some of the stuff they're doing on Disney+, Plus, um, they have been trying to branch out. And like the most recent uh, Doctor Strange movie, which leaned more into the horror genre than uh, superhero, mm-hmm. things like that. And that's, that's the reason why I thought sure. about doing this show. I'm like, hey... Doctor Strange is coming out soon, and let's let's do a comic book show. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. we well, just what, kind of what are the directors' sorry. names um, for Thor Ragnarok? Watiti or um, Taiko Taiko Watiti um, is Taiko Watiti. Yes, mm-hmm. I mean, and I've loved his films before. Creative. Yes, oh, and then that James Ragnarok Gunn movie was a work of art. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yes, uh, um, making making yeah. the Guardians of the Galaxy relevant. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I I didn't but I didn't. We read could that go on. So many others around. too. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 and um, some have been misses, but um, like the director for the Eternals, it wasn't well received. Um, she was she directed Nomadland and won an Oscar and stuff like that. But I don't think it was her fault. Frankly, nobody cares about the Eternals. And and I could never really get into it. And I watched the movie too. It was it was okay, but you know it's just I don't know. It's weird. I don't know. Yeah, talk it's about Jack Kirby, um, the Jack yeah. Kirby art style. I felt like there were some elements in mm-hmm. Eternals also that were drawing on Jack Kirby's uh, kind of sure. cosmic way of uh, depicting celestial bodies and creatures, mm-hmm. and that felt yes, Jack yes, Kirby-esque. yes, yes, definitely. But, yeah, but but I um, think the guys, best was Ragnarok. Been, definitely. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, yes. yeah. Um, it's been an absolute joy being with you today. Thank you for including me. I'm sorry I can't stay for the quiz, but I hope that Anytime. you enjoy it as you go through the rest of that. Yes, we do have you a can, quiz um, coming up. So play yes. along. Play along when you listen to this episode later. Play along yeah. with the at-home version. <laughs> the board game version of English all over the place. Remember when they used to have those on TV shows? Like, oh, really? there's oh, a yeah, board game awesome. version of that show? Okay. <laughs> Well, thank you, Jacob. Yeah, we thank will you, Jacob. see you next time, whenever you pop in. Yeah. And let's get to the quiz. All, All right. right. So. Yes. So I prepared a quiz for Sean. Yes. Um, I, I uh, The preface when I said I'll make a quiz is that I won't make it too hard. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully that's true. Since I don't have the most background of comics, then I think that maybe these aren't too out of left field we'll see well we'll see here okay let me test the audio here so yeah i think exactly. i think jacob's trying to come back in for some reason uh, <laughs> it looks like it yeah. uh, some technical difficulties so if i get it right we should hear this mm-hmm. sound excelsior good it yeah. works and Stay. if i get it wrong you'll hear this powerful mutant <laughs> that is Magneto from one of the video games mm-hmm. of uh, the mm-hmm. X-Men. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So 
Uh, you don't have to make it too easy, but uh, uh, we'll see. Let's see here. Okay. Bring it on. Yeah, I think if anything, yeah. All right. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, a f- uh, so this is number one. Sure. A figurine of this superhero is featured in every episode of Seinfeld. Or at least it's you can see okay. this figurine on the camera. I don't need, if this is multiple choice, I don't need it to be multiple choice. Okay. Because I know Jerry Seinfeld was into this um, guy and he even did a um, a commercial series with the cartoon ah, yeah, version. Yeah, yeah. This was pretty uh-huh, funny. Uh-huh, uh-huh, this would be Superman. Uh-huh. Yes, that's right. Excelsior. Excelsior. And yes. They have one, there's one funny, like maybe minute and a half bit that he and George do mm-hmm. about whether or not Superman also had a super sense of humor what do you think <laughs> I, I i i doubt it i don't know how you could have a super sense of it humor doesn't seem like it but but huh? jerry was saying you know just it, it, his everything else about him is amplified being here on earth why not the sense of humor and george was how saying could you that's measure that, that though you know? i know he gets jokes I can't even understand. Come on, you know? I know. The way, the way he delivers that chicken crossing the road, I peed my pants. Jeez, you know. Oh, man. He, does, his, 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 his turn on knock-knock jokes is revolutionary. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Okay. I thought I, I thought I knew that one for sure, yeah. and I still got me. Yeah, I could see that. Sure, when you thought sense of humor, I thought mm-hmm. you'd been like him laughing at stuff, and like, oh, okay, well, how do you measure oh, no, that? No, yeah, no, no, yeah. Okay, <laughs> ready for number two. Okay, all right, one and zero. Oh. All right, number two. Uh, in Modern Family, yes, Mitchell Mitchell decides to sell a near mint condition number four issue. Of which comic to help pay for their you know it's funny Ken's wedding. you said modern family i was thinking of family guy and then you said mitchell I'm like <laughs> yeah. there's a there's a guy named mitchell yeah, Mitch. family guy <laughs> i don't remember that because the family guy does a ton of superhero parodies and things like that uh, in their show, yeah, so. yeah 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 okay uh, so is this uh, multiple choice yes it is okay thank okay, you number four issue Min- near mint condition of spider-man mm-hmm. x-men Batman or Iron Man? Oh boy! I I I've watched Modern Family all the seasons, mm-hmm. but I mm-hmm. I don't remember this so well. So it was, you said it's Spider. Sp- I'm sorry, <clears throat> Spider Man. Sorry, it's uh-huh. got a spider in my X-Men. mouth. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to swallow a fly, I think. Yes, X Men, Spider Man. Um, Batman, Batman, Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the Halloween ep- one of the? Okay, Halloween I'm gonna say Spider Man. Where... Is I'm right? I'm right. All right. Excelsior! Excelsior! Yeah. I I can give you a bonus point if you can tell Uh-oh. me what happens to the comic book. Oh jeez! Probably something disastrous. Knowing the yeah, comic, yeah. knowing this, uh-huh. Uh-huh. it was safely sold to a person who loved it um, <laughs> for more money than they thought they would get. Yes, from it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. No, uh-huh. yeah, Mitchell is Mitchell is insulted. 
he, for from Jay, he's storming off. He runs into a spider web, gets scared. The comic book slips out of its static-free cover and into a puddle. Oh. I know. I felt the same way. <laughs> oh. I, 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 I'm I'm going to shed a tear here. It, okay. It hurts. Yeah, I know. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay, getting away from pop culture and into comic books. Mm-hmm. Um, you may not know this, but there are around 20 different types of kryptonite. Yes, I've heard of it, yes. Okay. Um, I've heard the kosher happens? kryptonite is very bad. But, uh, <laughs> I, mm-hmm. Somebody always says, hey, where's that kosher? Mm-hmm. I was the one. What happens to Superman when he is around the pink type? Uh, is this multiple choice or just a, a thing? Yeah, there, uh, okay, all of okay, these are multiple okay, okay. choice. Yeah. Okay. Um, he is infatuated with the person who is holding mm-hmm. the kryptonite. He starts acting gay. Uh, I was thinking, I was, I was thinking sassy, sassy Superman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> he bedazzles the S. Yes, yes. <laughs> no, he would never do that if he was acting gay. That'd be like <laughs> no, he was really such gay, poor like... taste. Such poor taste. <laughs> he, mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he, he turns into a woman. Mm. Or he starts to crave sweets. Hmm. Or he cries freely at commercials that are are emotionally tugging. Or um, he gets in touch with his feminism. I've never heard of this kind of kryptonite, so I'm gonna go with the first one. He's infatuated with the person who has it. Is that? Oh no! <laughs> Don't laugh I, at me. I thought. Yeah, I mm-hmm. thought maybe that was a a, a yeah. good. Yeah. Um, trick one yeah mm-hmm. um no uh it makes him act gay how long ago was this <laughs> yeah it was a while ago was okay ago. i don't think they'd do that now <laughs> not anymore no that's why i avoided it because <laughs> uh, i mean <laughs> i remember i had a i had a, a 70s issue of hulk where he was staying uh-huh. at the ymca and some guys <laughs> attacked him in the shower Oh no! Really paying on playing on some stereotypes there, you know. But yeah, right, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> comics change with the times. Thankfully, they do. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and that yeah, thankfully, exactly. Thankfully, they change. Yeah, they do. Yes, change. the pink one is not. Um, it's not now. Now it's. I probably probably isn't no, going to no, come no, up no, again. Not, not mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I know. So I'm. I'm two and one now. Types of kryptonite. Two and one. Two and one. Okay. Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Number four. Um, what was Stan Lee's motivation behind creating Iron Man? Hmm. Okay. okay. Was it um, to create a sense of patriotism in his readers? Mm-hmm. To create a character who would appeal to readers' parents? Hmm. To create a character that nobody would like? Or to create a character character to mirror DC's Batman. Oh, I was just thinking about that because he's a billionaire or a millionaire or whatever. Mm-hmm. And and he, he's not really so super. He's just smart and creates all that things. But I'm going to go with the third one. The one that he doesn't like. Excelsior! Thank you, Stan. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I think it's I remember so cool. saying that. Yeah. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. He he's like, I'm going to create a character that that my readers aren't going to like and make them like him. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, sometimes he receives too much credit for the creation of certain characters mm-hmm. because other people are involved mm-hmm. too. Um, but mm-hmm. he, you know, he had a knack for creating different mm-hmm. kinds of heroes, different kinds of people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. hadn't been in there before, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's there's a lot not to like about Tony Stark. Sure. And and especially he was saying at that time, you know, he's of all of it. He's um he represents military, you know, he's arms dealer, mm-hmm. you know, he's a billionaire, he's, you know, mean to people. And you know, know that goes back to the Iron Man movie, which mm-hmm. they showed so well. And Oh yeah. I mean, if you had told me that the Marvel Universe movie Empire was going to start with Iron Man, I would have been shocked. And kind of be, and kind of center around him. Because, frankly, Mm -hmm. when I was reading comic books, Iron Man was not the center of the world. It was probably Captain America, more Mm -hmm. so. And it was a strange choice to start out with, but it turned out to be genius. And. And that first the choice was so it was good. almost perfect, you know. Oh yeah, it's such. Oh, it was a home run out of the mm-hmm. gate, and especially with the choice of Robert Downey Jr. Oh, that is an A plus casting. So oh, he's yeah. a good actor, but mm-hmm. I don't think he's mm-hmm. ever going to be known more mm-hmm. for any other role than he was for Iron Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. three and one, baby, Excelsior. Yeah. Okay. I think you're going to get this one without the choices. Don't jinx me. Um, what does yeah? What does the DC stand for in DC Comics? Hmm. Okay. I think I'm going to need okay. to hear it just in case. Yeah. The choices just in case. Okay. Is it district district comics, uh-huh. daily comics, distributed comics, or detective comics? That would be Detective Comics, I believe. Excelsior! It's certainly not District of Columbia, no. Um, Yes, of course, Detective (laughs) Comics was the one that uh, Batman made his first appearance in. Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. Four in one. I like this. Okay, very nice. Okay. Okay, I really like this next Uh one. Uh-oh. Who is considered... Who is considered one of the strongest mutants mm-hmm. by characters within the X-Men universe? Okay. Okay. So people in X-Men universe, they all think, oh, whoa, that mutant. Oh, man, he's the strongest. Don't even mm-hmm. get close to this guy. The blob. Okay. No. <laughs> is it? <laughs> yeah, I know. Maybe fat guy. Is it Santa Claus? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Is it Santa Claus? Jesus Christ, Michael Jackson, or George Washington? What? Where did where did you get this question? <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. I've never seen any of these characters in a comic book. So you said uh, Santa Claus, Jesus, Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson, or George Washington? George Washington. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm going to have to... I have no idea, and I don't understand where you got this question. <laughs> I know. I'm going to have to question your sources here. 
No, no, no. I got it from the official Marvel thing. Oh, yes. The official Marvel thing. We all know that. Yes. <laughs> I believe that is a technical term for it. Um, I guess I'm going to have to go with the <laughs> with the original X-Man, uh, 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 Jesus. <laughs> How could you put your thumb down to Jesus? I know. <laughs> Jesus. Uh-huh. Um, Santa. Santa is the strongest mutant. Watch out for him. What the hell? I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I promise really you. don't <laughs> respect that, co- that I question. I promise you. No, okay. No, it's a good one. Hold okay, on, hold it's, on. It's from the 50s. It, it appeared in the 50s. <laughs> I'm calling bullshit. Hold on just a second here. Hold on. Santa Santa is Santa isn't a mutant. Next. So so if this is for uh-huh. real, why wasn't he listed uh-huh. in my ultimate Marvel book, which lists all the heroes <laughs> and villains from Marvel's history? Nothing uh-huh. about Santa. <laughs> You know, of course, no, right. Jesus, too, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, oh, my gosh. Okay, so um, four and two on that okay, janky okay. question. Okay. Hey, hey, hey. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, okay. I call little, shenanigans. Little, shenanigans. Okay. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Okay, here comes one that I think you know. Um. What what kind of everyday phrase? So this is a a phrase, a saying that we use all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, that actually comes from a comic book villain's name. Mm. Okay, all right. Is it um, Nincompoop, Brainiac, Poindexter, or Nimrod? Oh boy! You know there was a Nimrod character, but I'm gonna in the Bible. <laughs> What's that in the Bible? Yeah, yeah. It was just you know when they when they adapted the Bible to the comic book version. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen those. There, no, there really yeah, was a Nimrod change. character in X Men. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, really? Um, okay. It was a very cool design too. Um, I don't know how the Bible Nimrod looked, but this one looked cool. Um, I'm going to go with Brainiac myself. All Excelsior. right. I'm feeling like a brainiac now with a legitimate question here. Yeah, so nice. Am nice. I five and two now? Okay, all right. Five and two. Five I and like two. my chances here. All right. Okay. Um, who uh, from this list is one of Clark Kent's bosses Okay. at the Daily Planet? Okay. Is it Lex Luthor? <laughs> is it Clarence Lane, Lois Lane's dad? Bruce Wayne, or John Jonan Jameson Jr. <laughs> I want you to say that last John name. Jonan you look, you look really uncomfortable saying that. Uh, it's the last one. John John Jonah Jameson Jr. It's the last one. So remember, at the Daily, oh, the... Daily Planet, Clark Kent's, Clark Kent's, one of Clark Kent's bosses mm. at the Daily Planet. 
boss is boss is a uh, relative term, so he doesn't really report to this guy. But you know, this guy owns the news part of the news. Okay, then the probably news. Lex Luthor. Because <laughs> I, I never remembered even Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne. Okay, okay. Because I'd never heard yeah. anything about yeah. Lois Lane's father. You know, and I'm sure there was probably some weird story lane storyline where some like, you know, Lex Luthor mm, could be, uh, has a hostile takeover of the newspaper and fires, you know, Clark Kent. Or I, I know. I, I thought I thought. Yeah. I weird thought things too. have happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. So now I'm five and mm-hmm, three. Mm-hmm. OK, got to get at least one three, more. Five and three. Mm-hmm. OK. OK. I think, you know, this one. too. Hate monger. Mm-hmm. Supervillain hate monger is the alter ego, you know, the uploaded consciousness of which of these people? Judas Iscariot, Adolf Hitler, Andrew Jackson, or Richard Nixon? Andrew Jackson. Um, um, What was the first person? What was the first? Judas Iscariot. Uh, Like Judas from the Bible, Judas? Judas Exactly, yeah, that's the one. Not to be confu- confused with Judas, the son of Simon. Wait, there's two different Judases in the Bible? Yeah, uh-huh, they were both disciples. And they were both horrible? No, no, okay, just good. one. Okay, good. The other guy was a stand-up, stand-up disciple-y guy. Okay, just got a bad image because of the name. <laughs> um, I know, isn't that terrible? No, I'm the other Judas. <laughs> Jesus. It's a popular name. Jesus. No, 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 not you. I'm just saying that, okay? Uh, And that that also is another popular name, too. Jesus was another popular name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus and Judas are both, um, like, Greek versions of um, Judah and Uh um, Joshua. So, So wait, there are multiple Jesuses in the Bible? Superheroes from the the Old Testament. Oh, yes. Yeah, just... Only one Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, are you Jesus of Nathers? No, I'm Jesus of Panakis. Uh, okay, sorry, sorry. Uh, I'll leave you alone. Um, that's why I had to say Jesus of Nazareth. Wait, wait, I've got something important to say, dude. You know, they had yeah, to, you had to I, specify. Exactly. Yes. Right. Exactly. Okay, I'm gonna say yeah. I'm gonna say Hitler. All right. Excelsior. Never been so happy to say Hitler before. Um, six and three. Yay! I'm over five hundred. Yeah. Okay. I have. I have two. Actually, I have two more. I'm trying to think of. I was trying to think of which of these is easier. Hmm. Um. We can do both. It doesn't okay, matter. I mean, okay. you went to the trouble of making right. them. The audience yeah, is. I, th- uh, this was a lot of fun. You know, the audience is. Uh, I think they they are very happy to uh, hear it. What do you guys think here? Okay. No, no. <laughs> no. Shh, be quiet. Be quiet. Be quiet. <laughs> yes, I, I, I'm not going to ask you guys again. Okay, we're going to do it. So, two more questions. Why okay, not? All right. It's the top eleven. Okay. You know, just like just like this countdown mm-hmm. when you when we okay. press for the service, it's oh, a countdown yeah, yeah. from we're, six for some right, reason. The, you know, six. <laughs> not even five. Okay. I know. It, it's it, it's in the spirit of the. Top seventeen places to go. Oh yes, you those know. YouTube videos. Yeah, I really? know. Yeah, I know. Okay, who who owns the largest comic book collection? 
Uh, in reality. Okay. It, in reality, mm-hmm. in reality. Okay. Is it the U.S. government, Ooh. Jerry Seinfeld, the Stanley Trust, or Bill Gates? <laughs> Bill Gates. Um, I can't imagine him reading a comic book. Hmm. <laughs> I'm going to say the U.S. government. Excelsior. The Library of Congress, I would assume? Exactly. All you right. Got it exactly right. Yeah, yes. they have the largest collection, we, over 100,000 issues. We, not, we might not survive the next few years, but at least uh, um, X-Men number 36 will be there or something, yes. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now yeah, I'm we, seven and three, yeah. and I'm going for an unprecedented... Seven and three, okay. Eight, number unprecedented eight. Unprecedented eight. Yes. All right, here we go. This author may have stolen their idea for their hugely popular books from Neil Gaiman. Okay. Okay. Is it Stephen King, J.K. Rowling, Haruki Murakami, or Michael Crichton? Ooh. Ah. So steal, steal, steal from Neil Gaiman. You said. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who wrote the Sandman? Um, for one. Well, he wrote a lot of different. Yeah. yeah I mean, uh, he had a number of different. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, by the way, Sandman is coming to uh, streaming soon. Uh, I think Netflix. Oh wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. It looks weird, but we'll mm-hmm. see. Yeah. It's um, yeah. It is. Yeah. Let's see. So Stephen King, you said Stephen King, Michael Crichton, J.K. Uh-huh. Rowling. What was the other one? J.K. Rowling. Haruki Murakami. Oh. Well, I know Haruki uh, Murakami probably, I know he he um, uh, stole from George Orwell, but... Uh, um, uh, yeah. But... Um, hmm. I have no idea because I'm trying to think back of like what's I guess I'm gonna go with Stephen King. Oh <laughs> sorry folks, I won't get to that mythical level eight. Um oh, who yeah, was no, it? Oh nobody does, yeah. JK Rowling. Oh. Here it is. Seven years before the first Harry Potter book. Mm-hmm. Neil Gaiman published a comic book about an English boy who finds out he's a wizard on his 12th birthday hmm. and receives an owl from a magical stranger. Huh. What was it called? Do you know what it was called? What was it called? I'm checking right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the, books, the Books of Magic. Well, it's not a great title, I'll tell you that. Uh... <laughs> No, sadly, no, no. It Certainly not one of his better. more famous ones. Yeah. Huh. Well, I mean, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's possible, mm-hmm. but I don't know if she was reading comic books. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, yeah, obviously. It's, it's very, very suspicious. Well, so, and he had a lightning thing on his forehead. She's like, no. I know. She's like, I know. I'll make it where he starts when he's 11. 
then nobody will know. Well, you know. Never confuse me with the books of magic. If that was the only thing that she stole, she did create a lot of other stuff from there, you know. Yeah, that's true. So, well, I don't know. Nobody read those books yet. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now, if, if the character was transgender, I don't think she would have copied it. Oh, but, no, uh, yeah. she's like, no, wait, that's a good idea, but I'm not no, touching that no. thing. Who cares? I don't need that. Not money. a real woman. No. Okay. Yeah, no, no. If they don't menstruate, they're not a Well, woman. this is, yeah. Um, what was it, the joke about somebody, like, talking about women is like, I don't trust something that bleeds for seven days and doesn't die. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. What was that joke yeah. from? Wait, was that on, like, one of the... Um, one of the, um, uh, like, who was the guy who did Clerks? Was that from Kevin one of Smith? his movies, maybe? Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith? I don't know. I was don't it, think Maybe I've it was from that. one of... But it might be. I don't think it was his joke, but I think it was a character in one of his possibly, movies. Possibly, possibly. I thought it was a pretty funny joke at the time. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. So I, I hope that you guys have had fun listening to our, our, our little comic book um, nerd out. Um, Jacob certainly went a lot deeper <laughs> in different areas than I expect oh, yeah. him to. And it's a pity he had to leave a little early because I'm sure he would have enjoyed this quiz. I, yeah, boy. And uh, it would have been fun to compete against was, him or something. And it was... Go ahead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was really fun for me, too, hearing you guys talk about artists and you're like, oh, yes. yeah, that guy, oh, yeah, of course. I, he, guy, he, yeah, br- he brought like, back oh. some memories, you know, because there were certain artists, uh, John mm-hmm. John Byrne, uh, I think it's pronounced his name, B-Y-R-N. He was very good. And whatever mm. comic book he drew, I was certain to look for. Even if I wasn't into the character, I knew that um, oh. he was good. Uh, oh, wow. Because he drew Superman and, and uh, mm. other comic books, uh, West Coast mm. Avengers. And, and I think he did um, I think he did Wonder Woman at one time. And I'm not into Wonder Woman. But I looked at it, and it was it's just great. It's great. Mm-hmm. So, um wow. If you guys uh, get a chance, you know, um, uh, if you're English, if you're studying English, (laughs) you know, if you came this far and you're still studying English, you're pretty good. Uh, But um, I think comic books would be great for language learners, although it would take a lot of time. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of comic books now for different levels. Um, I have some comic book kind of graphic novels that I read to my kids now that are for young kids. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, Mm -hmm. Hilda is a great one. It was made into a series uh-huh. at Netflix, excellent series. Um, but uh, yeah, um, I love comic books. Yes, it's funny that you say that because actually, um, I um, kind of uh, the opposite. I got, I bought a bunch of Dudon and Kenshin mm-hmm. um, mangas yes. to help me study Japanese. because ah. so, those those they have fritty, they have fritigana. Did this. So you can. Um, well, I didn't use it necessarily to help me study, but I wanted to enjoy studying, and I would go to the local mm-hmm. bookstore mm-hmm. in California in San Jose, and I would uh, buy the um, oh, late, cool. uh, different comics from uh, Rumiko Takahashi, who is famous for doing uh, Inuyasha and uh, Rama One Half and oh, a whole yeah, bunch. Yeah, 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 yeah. My gosh, she had mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. many hits, all mm-hmm. hits. I especially loved uh, Maison Ikoku. Oh, yeah which was kind of a love story about a guy and mm. falls for the uh, woman who runs his apartment building and stuff like that. And, and uh, so, and, and we could talk about uh-huh. Japanese comics a lot later too, because I mean, mm-hmm. they explored, mm-hmm. they have everything. 
comic books about every single different oh, genre, you know? Even if you want comic you. books about pachinko or fishing oh, yeah. or whatever, you know, they got it. Yeah. Yes. Or or about SDGs, even. Uh, I don't know about that one. They, now they have... They they now have comics that explain oh sure, sure anything sure out sure, sure. There. those those have been yeah. around for a while, but I do have a, I do have a, a mm-hmm. very fun entertaining comic um, <laughs> about a woman's period. The period <laughs> is a character that actually comes yeah. and visits in the comic book, mm-hmm. and it's like a burden mm-hmm. on her back and stuff like that. But it's really drawn funnily. Uh, in a funny way, and well done. Uh, and uh, uh, I bought it for my uh, wife, uh, but I ended up reading it myself. So it was oh, an excuse to buy it. I'm like, oh yes, yeah, it's, it's for my wife. It's for my wife. I know. Yeah. I really, it was uh, something interesting. We could go on about comic books forever, but we're not going to because mm-hmm. uh, um, it's getting late, folks. Uh, uh, but oh, I just love. It's a great genre. And um, I, you know, like I said, I used to create my own comic books and write my own characters. And for a certain time, I was exploring going to art school. But then I like I went to these conventions, and there was like these all these amateur artists selling uh, their stuff. I'm like thinking, wow, uh, this guy is great, and he's not, he doesn't have a job. What hope do I have? You know, like you know, you know <laughs> these super talented people oh, that are yeah, never going to yeah, become I famous. You know, it's crazy, crazy. Kind of reality check, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Anyway, uh-huh. it's been a lot of fun today. Um, we're talking about comic books. I just, I just wish that we had a, a TV show to talk about. We could show more of this stuff here, but uh, um, oh, you know, agree. that'd be so much fun. Um, yeah, and uh, I just, I, um, I mean, Barney. So you, so you, so you read the Japanese comic books and. Yeah, I'm trying to get to a certain soundbite here, so I'm mm-hmm. trying to stall here. You can't tell I'm stalling so expertly <laughs> here. Yes. But, um, yeah. Uh, Barney, any last words? I think we covered it all, don't we? Didn't we? Yes, we did. Mm-hmm. It was, honestly, it was all about the context. Yes. Oh, oh hey. It's all about context. <laughs> yes, and this has uh, been a production of Midnight Barber Media. <laughs> We hope you come back sometime and mm-hmm. listen to our next episode, whatever it might be about. Because, you know, like the title says, mm-hmm. we are all over the place on topics. Yeah. Yes. And I'm looking forward to the Instagram um, image that goes with this episode. Oh, don't put so much pressure on me. I haven't had time recently to create creative stuff, you know. Um, if you If you guys are... In interested, um, we have an Instagram for um, English all over the place, written as one word, with some funny mm-hmm. one word. reusages of uh, of uh, our faces in different ways for <laughs> two photos into to fit the theme of the episode, you know. So um, I'll get yeah. around to that, um, but I've got a huge workload this this semester. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right, guys. Until next time, it's this is Sean and I'm Barney. Pow. <laughs> oh, you got me. Boom, zap, pow. See you later, guys. <laughs> <laughs>